Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Hi, everyone. Um, can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think I'm going to escape this, am I? Um, Denise already started holding this, was already tearful. Last week, Deji, you could not talk, um, but um, I'm praying that it won't be too bad. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Um, And I think why I feel especially vulnerable today is because I've had a long week, a a long week of um, caring for grandkids with chickenpox. And they've been stuck to me like koala bears, 13 hours in the day, so, (laughs) or almost, so I've, I've felt quite tired. So yesterday I was like, so am I going to prepare for a sermon on Saturday for Sunday? And I was like struggling and like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. Um, something was put down, but I'm not sure I, it was flowing. So I said, Lord, how am I going to um, talk about this? And then um, David just clinched it and the worship team with that last song. Um, it, it was God saying to me, yeah, go ahead, it's right. What you're going to say is right. Um, I'll just highlight, you know, um, what ministered to me in the song. One was the coming king. Um, and then um, the other part of it was um, unto your name. Am I right? Where is it? Unto your name i raise my sacrifice. And where it also says, to the great I am. Okay, that's just an indication of where I'm going. (laughs) Okay, my first scripture, I don't know when we'll leave. It might be 10 minutes, it might be two hours, as the Lord leads. Um, My first scripture (laughs) is Proverbs. I feel so much better. Thank you for worship. Worship was good. My first scripture is Proverbs 23, 26. And it's, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. That's all God wants, your heart. That's what he desires, your heart. You know, if we don't, if our heart, if we can't bring our heart to God, why are we coming? because that's what he wants. He says, give me your heart. And when he says, give me your heart, he's not saying, give me a bit of it or one section of it. He wants all, all of our heart. And you know how you'll know if you have given him your heart, you know, if there's any conflict, hey, who's the person you love the most? And you have to choose between that person and God, who would you choose? Or, you know, that thing that you delight in the most, that thing you enjoy doing, that game you love playing, or that TV program in the middle of it, and God says, hey, come. You know, <laughs> what would you choose? You know, he wants all our heart. Um, and, you know, where I went was, is it hard? Is it hard to love him above everything else, knowing that he loved you, before you were born, before the creation of the earth, it says, it says he, that, you know, Jesus was sacrificed or the lamb was slain before the foundation even of the earth. So even before you were born, before you started, you know, in this world, before you committed your first sin, he, he died for you. He shed his blood before, and, you know, um, before, I shouldn't say you, I should say we, <laughs> before we committed our first sins, he already had paid the price. So it's like hard to love someone like that, you know. Um, and I know that in the recent times, um, you know, us as maybe a cell group or as a church or as a prayer team, we've been inspired to get 
to know God so much more. We want to know him so much more. We want to understand why, why do you love us so much? You know, we just want to know him. And so that brought me to my next um, scripture, which is one of, uh, probably every time I speak, I'll, I'll talk about this scripture. It's Jeremiah 29, 13. Um, and it's from the Amplified this time. It says, then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. And then you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. So here is again talking about all your heart. And remember what he said here, you require me as a vital necessity. Is he a vital necessity to each one of us? Is he vital? Which means without him, not one day can pass which will be fine. Without him, how does your day go? Or how does our day go? Vital necessity. Vital, vital, I mean, doctors in the house or medical people in the house, you know, will tell us vital means for life. You, you need it to live. Okay. He says that's how we, we should desire him. That's how we seek him as a vital. It, it's vital to my life. Again, um, Paul in Philippians 3.8, amplified again, Philippians 3.8. He says, but more than that, I count everything as loss compared to the priceless privilege and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him. A joy unequaled. A joy on... That, there's nothing that can equal the joy of getting more deeply acquainted with God. Nothing. It's, it, this, this should be your drug. This should be your, you know, delight. It should be, I can't live without this. It's vital. He says, for his sake I have lost everything and I consider it all garbage. <laughs> that I may gain Christ. So everything, he says, I count as a loss. Ev everything. He says it's a supreme advantage to know Christ. And you know, when we think of this, it, it should motivate us to get everyone to know Christ. It's a supreme advantage to know him and to get more deeply acquainted with him. Can we say that and, and truly mean it? Can we, like Paul, say it? You know, basically, this is life to us, to know him. Um, then I was like, you know, I read books and trying to find out, you know, where can I know a little bit more about God? How can I get more intimately acquainted with him? I came across this verse. Hey, it's not, it's not a new verse for the, for the Bible, but it's it suddenly like, what? Is that what it says? Uh, Malachi 3.16. It's a verse I've always loved. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened, and he heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. I've always loved it, as I said. I, 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 like when we're talking, or we're, I'm like, hey, we're talking about the things of God. He's listening, and he's writing. He's listening, and he's writing. But I had never noticed for those who fear the Lord and meditate on his name. That's suddenly, that meditate on his name jumped out. Meditate on his name. Is that what we do? I mean, we're familiar with Joshua 1.8, which tells us, you know, the book of the law should not depart from, from your mouth. You read, you meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do everything in it. Um, you'll make your way prosperous and you'll succeed. But I'd never noticed meditate on his name. Okay. And then I'll also say, this is one of the things the Lord is taking us through at the moment. It's Habakkuk 2.1. He says, you know, I will keep watch 
to see what the Lord will say. Um, when I, the day it ministered to me, I was like, why didn't he say I will keep watch to hear what the Lord will say? He said to see is, um, I'm not sure which, which version this is, I, but it's it to see. It says to see what, what the Lord will say. I said, okay, so Lord, are you saying that when you speak, we should see it? not just hear it, we should see it. So from then on, I began to, as I read scripture, I want to see it. I want to jump into it and see, I, you know, almost like put yourself in it. I'm there at this time. This is what is happening. What's happening? Let me look around and see what are the reactions that's going on in the middle of this scripture. So coming back to meditate on his name, and you know, um, see what he's you know see what he's saying. Um, one of the first scriptures that um, talked about his name was um, that came up to me was Proverbs eighteen ten. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. What do you see? Not what do you hear. What do you see? The righteous run into it, they're safe. Um, it, this became very exciting, you know. So when you hear his name, as I, and he says meditate on it, and combined with Habakkuk, it's like, okay, I'm going to see, not just hear, I'm not just, it's not, so it's not going to be a sort of familiar thing. Oh, Lord is my strong tower. I, hey, your, your experience, it, it's almost like he takes you and he's been doing that. He's been taking, I've been going on experiences as it were in the word with seeing and hearing and sort of it's coming alive, not just here. Okay, so yeah, the name of the Lord, what do you see? You know, what, what, what do you see? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. What do you see? So that name becomes a place of safety. It's not just I say it, I can see it. I can see myself running into a strong tower, built, secure, I'm in it. And what, what is it? It's his name. So God becomes a substance, if I can say it like that. And it's, it's, your, it's your shield, it's my shield, and it's my identity, that's where I am, that's who I am, I run into him, and I'm staying there, okay. Um, then, the next scripture that came up was Philippians 2, um, 9, I think this is 9 to 11, I think, yeah, 9 to 11. It says, therefore God has so highly exalted him, and given him that name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, see, see it, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven. Who's in heaven? Who's in heaven? Can you, can you see the name of Jesus spoken in heaven? Can you see everyone falling? Elders, angels, cherubim, seraphim, the hosts at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. It says of things in those in heaven, those on the earth. Can you see yourself at the name of Jesus? And it says shall, so there is coming a time when even those who don't know him shall bow. They shall bow at his name. But you see it. It's not just something you say anymore. You see it. You see it in, in your spirit. You see that the, the whole earth shall bow to Jesus. And he says even those things under the earth, those, those angels locked away, those demonic spirits, those, even, even the dead, those who have died without Christ. You know, um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about those who have gone without Christ, but there's a lot we can do about those who are still alive without Christ. And it, it, it's actually scary when you think of those under the earth, those who have gone. 
whether they're the angels or, or humans who have died. Okay, um, so in going ahead, it means names matter. Names are not just, oh, you have a name. I mean, um, yeah, David loves his name, beloved. If they didn't, if names didn't matter, um, Jesus wouldn't have changed Peter's name, would he? It was Simon. Um, it, and I checked up, Simon means like, like a reed or wavering. And he changed it from a wee, a wee, a weed, <laughs> a reed <laughs> that wavers in the wind to a rock. So, see it. Who are, if you were called Simon, what do you see yourself as? You'll see yourself as undecisive, not knowing what to do, uh, not sure of myself, can't go anywhere, but your name becomes Peter. Who are you? Rock, steadfast, I know who I am. I stand my ground, I'm not afraid, I can stand. Jesus changed his name. What does your name mean? I don't know. I'm not um, asking you to change your name. But um, I began to think, you know, you know but you know, oh, and you know what? Um, I'll, I'll say this. Um, my name, my name in Yoruba. I'm not Yoruba, but my father gave me a Yoruba name, Abiola, and that means born into wealth, stroke, joy. And I think, yeah, I like that. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but then I have adopted, if you can say it that way, the name Uma. And everyone now calls me Uma. Um, maybe not church, some people do, but out of church, everyone, everyone is Uma. And I gave myself that name. And it was when I was in uni, I had a friend who, she, she was a Muslim. Um, and she, she got married before myself, and she had a son, and her son called her Uma. I loved it because she told me Uma meant mother in Arabic. And so when I had kids, I, I taught, taught them to call me Uma. I, I loved it. And it's become my prophetic word because that's who I know God's called me to be, a mother. Not just to my kids, but just you know, to be able to nurture, to be able to cook. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I, I changed it with, a, at that time, I wasn't a Christian at that time, you know, when I changed, sort of changed my name to Uma. But I, I'm happy it's something I can stick with and stay with. Um, the other person who comes to mind is Saul in, in um, scripture. Saul means asked for. You know, so maybe he was a, a, a baby that his parents asked for. Um, but Paul means humble. So, okay, maybe he was asked for, who knows? Um, and I think if we, if we look through Saul and who he was as Saul, he was quite a proud person. I am this, I am that, you know, and um, he thought, no, 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 you can't, you can't come against my religion, I must kill them, anyone who's not, you know, following what it should be, but you look what he became, he became humble. So names matter. So God's, the names of God matter. They are very significant. Um, the names of God represent his nature, and the very essence of who he is. They reveal aspects of his personality. So knowing his names helps us see what he's like, who he is, helps us understand him more. And when we know him by any of his names, there's, there's such a reverence about it. Um, and that would help us keep that commandment that says, do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. It, it will give you a different, um, you know, like, Many people do take God's name in vain, you know, um, outside of Christ, outside of Christ. But um, as I said, um, where this started from was Malachi 3.16. For those who fear the Lord and meditate on his name. Who are those who meditate on his name? Those who fear him. Um, what does it mean to fear the Lord? To honor 
him, to hold him in high esteem, to give him reverence. Um, they understood he was worthy of high regard. They talked about him. In fact, I should say, I shouldn't speak about it in the past tense. That's what we should be doing. He's worthy of high regard. We should be talking about him. Um, and I can imagine, like, even in our talking about him, we want to share experiences. What did you experience with the Lord this morning? Remember, remember, we've, we've come past, are you having a secret place time? You, we're past that now. We all are doing that now, I, I believe. So, you know, it's like, this also came out of one of my times. Um, so it's like, so what did you, what did you, the Lord show you today? What did you, you should be like this with your answer. What? Because you should, you should be there every day. Every day, whether it's morning, evening, afternoon, but you should be in that secret place with the Lord every day. I tell you, if you miss, I, I mean, I've missed days. It's not the same. I feel naked. I feel vulnerable. I haven't been there. So again, if we haven't established that, that's, you, you do that today. Start now. <laughs> and don't miss it. So, so we can share what, what, did, what, what happened in your time with the Lord today? What happened in my time? So we can share experiences. And remember, when we're sharing, he's listening. He's listening to our conversations. He's listening to us talking about him. And he's keeping a book of remembrance for those who meditate on his name, for those who share. So he's, keep, he's writing it down. He's excited. They're talking about me. Um, so um, I just wanted to give one example here. Say, so if we're to meditate on the names of God, let's, let's just take one name. And the name I chose was Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord God of hosts. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord God of hosts. What picture comes to your mind? What do you see? Remember, we're learning to see. What do you see? An army with God over it, yes? Generally, yeah, because Lord God of hosts, yeah. <laughs> Funny, this is what I wrote. Do you see the Lord leading a host of heavenly beings into war? So, yes. Okay, what scriptures would it bring to mind? The first scripture that I thought of was Elijah and Elisha. Do you remember when, um, yeah, sorry, not Elijah and Elisha, Elisha and his servant, um, where, you know, they were surrounded, where, where the enemy was surrounding them, and, you know, the servant was like, oh gosh, what are we going to do? And Elisha says, open his eyes, Lord, and he saw the hosts surrounding them. Okay, so when... For example, you're in, in the midst of something very difficult and you call on the Lord God of hosts, Jehovah Sabaoth, I need you, come. What will you see? What will you see? You have a scripture as reference. Eli Elisha knew who he was. Elisha knew. He says, Op open his eyes, open his eyes, because he could see. The Lord is teaching us to see in the spirit. He's teaching us to see. You will see heavenly hosts when you need to see heavenly hosts, because, you know, he, that's what he referenced when I, he, he, he talked about Jehovah Sabaoth. Um, the other scripture that actually came to mind um, was Joshua, Joshua 5, 13 to 15. And when Joshua was by Jericho, he looked up and there was a man standing opposite him with a drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? And he says, no, I've come of captain of the army of the Lord. Do you need help at any time? Have you ever been in a situation? Do you know what? I was listening to one of um, Rig Nation, long time ago, um, interviews, 
and I was, I was completely awed. There's this guy, I actually have forgotten his name now, um, I can't remember who his name, but he was at once, at one time, he was um, one of the gang leaders in, in South, South London somewhere, I'm not sure which area, and he told his story of how he got into gangs, he had no choice, because he was in an area where he was being bullied, if he reported, he got bullied more, so he had to learn to defend himself. Anyway, he rose up to be a gang leader, and then he met Jesus. And okay, so this wasn't his life anymore. So he started going to church, but he knew his life was in danger. He knew that. And, you know, there was this day in, I'll cut it very short. There was this day he was in church. And while he was sitting there, when he looked back, he saw somebody from the other gang who had come in. And I was like, ah, so this is where you are, as if we're waiting for you outside. You are dead. You're dead today. So he was like, oh, my goodness. So he, he said, what am I going to do? He called his own friends, you know, people in his gang. And he called them. He says, there's going to be trouble outside. This is where I am. I'm in church. I'm soon going to leave. So he looked around church. What could he have? He saw a bottle. He broke a bottle. He held the bottle. He said this is the only thing he had. No, no guns, no swords, nothing. He had nothing. That's all he could find. And then, um, so, cut a long story short, he went outside and he could see them. And cut it very short. <laughs> the Lord God Almighty hid him. I don't know who he called upon. I don't know if he says the Lord is a safe tower for me or the Lord is my refuge or the, the, the Jehovah Sabaoth. But then um, he had a few of his friends with him and you know, the, um, he could see them and he said he's, he's wondering why they're not attacking them. And um, he, he, they were looking past them and he's like, can't they see us? Hey, hey. No response. Oh, he took something, threw into the middle of them, and they were like, Where, where's that come from? He said, oh, so they can't see us. <laughs> this was here in South London. You know, that's, that's the Lord. That's the Lord for us. He is real. He is real. When you meditate on his name, see him. See, don't just, oh, yeah, he's, he's see him. Get your imagination working. Who, who, somebody quoted a scripture here about, uh, Deji, about Ephesians, your highest imagination. Why do you think God gave us imagination? It's to use it, to use it in line with him and his word and who he is. And yeah, imagine yourself in the midst of it. God will, will, will be your, he'll build a high tower and put you in it. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, so meditating, yeah, meditating on his word brings us into that place of praise, prayer, brings us into the, uh, not his word, sorry, his name. Remember, it's different from meditating on his word. Of course, his name is his word, but this in particular is meditating on his names. All right, um, and already um, it just leads you into prayer. It just leads you into praise. It just gives you that confidence that you need and you know that he's, you're sure that wherever you are, wherever you go, all you need to know is one of his names and he's there for you. And he also says in John 14, 13, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. In my name. That's why I said, you know, when, when I was doing this, I was like, Lord, are you sure? Is this right? And that's why I said that song, you know, just did it for me. I'm like, yes, we're right. Okay. So we go back to God has a book of remembrance. I'm still in Malachi. Where he stores up precious moments when you speak about him. All right. And it's a two-way affair. Okay, you're talking about him, aren't you? You're talking like, hey, look what I found about him. You're talking, hey, Deji, what did you hear this morning? This is what he is. And then he's writing it all down. He has a book of remembrance. And we know that he does. Because when you look in Esther, Esther 6.1, on that night, remember this was Mordecai and... Um, 
when Mordecai, when Haman wanted Mordecai killed, and you know, not just Mordecai, the, all the Jews, and it was like, what's going to happen now? What happened? On that night, the king could not sleep, so he ordered that the book of records and memorable deeds be brought, and they were read before him. And as they read this, Mordecai was remembered. All right, so when God says he has a book of remembrance and he hears you talking and it's delighting, it's there. He has it. He has the records of it. You know, I was reading one of um, Gene, is it Gene Edwards' books? And he talks of, uh, I mean, I don't know if, you know, he, God showed him, but he talks of um, a scribe, an angel scribe that God's had, has. He's, he's called recorder. He records everything, everything. He's the one who records it. Well, it, it, it could be, there is one, or it could be God writes it himself, but he has a book of remembrance where he remembers you, where he writes everything about you, where he writes everything you ask him, tell him, show him, he remembers. When it's time, he pulls it out. He pulls it out when, when it's needed to, to come out. When he says, um, when the king brought that book out. It led to Mordecai himself being remembered and he was honored for the deeds that he did to the king. God doesn't forget what you do, what you step out to do on his behalf. We just finished, um, it was Deji again who said, what are you sacrificing unto the Lord? <laughs> he said, what are you going to give to him? What are you sacrificing for the Lord? And many of us in our hearts, we, we talk, he wrote it down. He wrote it down. <laughs> what you said, Jonathan, your song was written down. Everything, every word. <laughs> so I was like, oops, oops, oops. As he was saying, I was like, ooh, Jonathan, you've given everything, everything. <laughs> Praise God. He's written it down. He has a book of him. And look, it, it was a good thing, Jonathan. You were brave. You did it on our behalf. Awesome. God has it in his book. He, knows, he knows you were moved in your heart. He knows when you said those things, you meant it. He knew that. And every other thing that we said, he knows. He's, it's recorded, and he, he'll bless you for it, you'll see. All right. Um, how long do I have? <laughs> huh? Okay. Um, the Malachi 3, 16 it actually, it, it didn't end at 3.16. It went to 18 and actually to 4, chapter 4, verse 2. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll just do that quickly. All right. Um, in the Amplified this time. Then those who feared the Lord, I'm starting from 16 um, to 18 and up to Malachi 4.2 Then those who feared the Lord with awe-filled reverence spoke to one another. The Lord paid attention, heard it. A book of remembrance was written before him of those who fear the Lord with an attitude of reverence and respect and who esteem his name. The King James says who meditate on his name. Then he says they will be mine says the Lord of hosts. And on that day, when I publicly recognize them and openly declare them to be my possession, my special treasure, you're his. You're meditating on his name. You're talking about him. He says, you're mine. You're my special possession. Yeah, he says, I will publicly recognize and, 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 and um, um, openly declare you as my own possession. And I feel that's what he did to this guy I, I, I spoke about who, you know, who decided, you know what, I give my life to Jesus. I'm, I'm going to be going to church. Yes, they can see me. Um, you know, he had gone to church many Sundays and he said nothing. You know, and that's why he, he when he was first going to church, he was taking his, his weapons with him. But then nothing happened. So he thought, oh yeah, okay, that's fine. I can go to church. And then this day when he had no weapons, this guy turns in. But you know, what was the Lord doing? Showing him, I will make it publicly known that you are mine. Publicly known. So even these sacrifices, we said, yes, Lord, we give you this. When he gives you back, 
everyone will know. Everyone will know that you belong to him. It's not going to be a hidden thing at all. And he says, I will have compassion on them. I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. All right. Um, we do have a relationship with God and we put value on that relationship with him. But he does too. He does. It's, it, anything with the Lord is never one way. It's always, you know, two way. Okay. You're his special treasure. Um, I will have compassion. I will spare them. He promises to protect us. Anyone who meditates on his name is, is like a father. A good father always takes care of his children. Parental instincts, I wrote, motivate us to protect our children. How much more the Lord who says to us in Romans 8.32, he who did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not graciously give you all things? He's already given his best. And then now you are responding by meditating, by, you know, standing for him. Come on. How will he not give you things? How will he not look after you? How will he not be there for you? He will. He will. Okay. Um, and it says, you will distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. That was verse 18. You, you gain discernment. You, you, you just become wise. You meditate on God's names, you, you get wise. You don't even know it. You don't even know it's happening. Just because you, you meditate, you take one name, you, you, you stay there with it. You're like, Lord, can I see myself in this? And then he gives you scriptures like we did the Lord God of hosts. He gives you scriptures to confirm that name. You, 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 see, you see it in scripture, and then you see it with, with the eyes he gives you. You, you become wise. You, you actually walk in, in the world and you, you can discern. You know what is right and what is wrong. You know where to go, where not to go. Because that's what he says. And then Malachi 4.2. Um, Malachi 4.2. But to you, okay, I think mine is King James. Um, so anyway, but to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Healing is your portion. You're meditating on his name. Healing is your portion. What, what, what name would you choose for, 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 to, to know that he's your healer? Jehovah Rapha. He's already told us. He says, even in Exodus, he says, I will take sickness out from the midst of you. Out from the midst of you. You know, but you, you need to know it and believe it. You need to see it. What do you see? When you say Jehovah Rapha, who, what do you see? What, what, what picture comes to you? All the miracles of Jesus, they would be highlighted. You know, this morning, when, what were we praying was with Gosha. Yeah, we were actually praying for Pastor Julie when the Lord highlighted um, Peter and John at the Gate Beautiful, where he said, what I have to you, get up, rise up and walk. And obviously he's, he's speaking that, and, and that's what he does. He, 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 he shows you who he is. He, he gives you insight. And before you know it, you know, he actually gives you scripture to pray on, on every situation. And that's because you've meditated. He, it, you know, the, the Bible also tells us that the Holy Spirit brings to our memory. If you haven't put it in, what, what's he going to bring out? Secret place. There's nothing to bring to our memory because he, he, he reminds us. He reminds us, but he can only remind you of what you already have put in. Okay. I'm going to, yeah. And he says, you shall grow fat like stall-fed calves. Those are well-fed calves. Grow fat. Revelation. You'll be full 
of light, full of revelation. You will not lack for revelation. You will not lack for knowing what to say, what to do, how to pray. And it won't be, it won't be, okay, let me pray all, oh, I'm ill. I'll pray all the prayers I know on healing. Uh -uh. (laughs) The Lord gives you arrows. He knows exactly which one to give you when. You know, so you're not beating about the bush. You're, you're, You're hitting the target. You're not, could it be this one? Could it be that one? It's all and everyone. No, he gives you, you know, scripture, targeted scripture, targeted names, really. Um, I don't know whether I should, I should talk on my favorite person, Moses. <laughs> um, okay, I'll do it very briefly, very briefly, because, um, yeah. I wrote here, meditation on the various names of God gives you a fuller picture of his character, his nature. Moses had met God in the burning bush where God revealed himself as I am that I am. And it was at this same experience that actually the Lord gave Moses his whole mission to deliver the children of Israel from Egypt, even up to the detail of plundering the Egyptians when they come. At, At his first encounter with God, where he revealed himself as, I am that I am. And he told him, <laughs> I was like, Lord, no, no wonder Moses says, who, what, how? <laughs> he told him right there. He says, Moses, I am that I am. And I'm sending you. Go, bring my people out of Egypt. This is what will happen. This is what will happen. This is what, and you will even plunder Egypt when you leave. <laughs> um, you know, like, what? All at once? Oh, he told him everything at the burning bush. Everything. He, the whole mission at the burning bush. But what was the name he gave? It's the fullest. That's why I said I love that song. That's why that song really is the great I am. In that name, I am, that I am, is everything. All his names, I feel, are contained in that name. Because he's who you need him to be at a particular time. That's who I am that I am is. Who do you need him to be? Moses, at every, every step of this mission, who do you need him to be? That's who he is. That's who he will show himself to be. Okay, so um, then in Exodus 19, the Lord met Moses up on Mount Sinai in the midst of a thick cloud. He was up there, and that's where he gave him the uh, Ten Commandments and the laws. He says, okay, now I give you little bites of instruction. This is what you give to the people. This is what you do. This is what you do. He met him up there, and you know, so he, he, he met the Lord there. And then Moses says, um, I like that, but I want more. So in Exodus 33, he says, show me your glory. I, I, want, I actually want to see you and touch you. I want to see you. Show me your glory. And God said, I, I mean, it's amazing. God says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. So when Moses asked for the glory of the Lord, what did God show him? His name. His name. He said, I will proclaim my name. You want my glory here? My name. The glory is in my name. I will proclaim my name before you. He says, you can't see my face, but here's my name. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will show compassion, loving kindness on whom I will show compassion and loving kindness. And you will see my goodness. God is good. That's a name. It was his name that won the battle for Jehoshaphat. 
Lord, you are good. That was the name he gave to Moses. And your mercies endure forever. And what happened? The, he, in his name alone, the battle was won. They didn't fight one person in that battle. They didn't. It was just his name. They, they proclaimed his name, who he was. And the battle was won. <laughs> so, I'm rushing. I'm, I'm going to almost stop. So, meditating on the names of God is a significant way of gaining insight into who he is and actually for stretching our faith. For stretching our faith. And as I said, he says, see it. Don't just, oh yeah, I know the name. Oh, you know, I, I, I actually tried to um, find out how many names. There were over a thousand names. In, and, and, and then God said, not only are there more than a thousand names in scripture, his names continue. Like I, I know that in our walk with God, we found more names for him. Okay. He's the one who gets there first. Yeah. He's the one who first loved you. It's his name. He's the one who waits for you. He's the God of spontaneous recovery. Yeah. He, 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 he'll, he'll, every time he reveals himself to you, or does, it's, it's his name. It's his name. That's who he is. His name is his nature. His name is who he is. So, yeah. Um, I wish Annie was here. Annie, um, you know, she loved to call God Hashem. There's some unusual names that they're not as familiar as others, you know, in scripture. Hashem is the way the, the Israelites, the Jews, that's their... Margaret, can you, is there more on Hashem you can tell us? Ah, that's what it means. Because I know Annie used to call him Hashem. And it, it had a lovely sound. I didn't really fully know the meaning, but I knew, yeah, so, okay, instead of calling his name, they say the name, and that's Hashem, because they're giving him reverence. Okay. Um, and there's, there's some unfamiliar, when I say unfamiliar, we know them in English, but we may not know them in Hebrew. Jehovah Mephalti. The Lord, my deliverer. What do you see? Jehovah me falti. The Lord, my deliverer. What do you see? What do you see? The Lord, my deliverer. What do you see? Remember, we're, we're going to be looking, we're going to be seeing, we're going to stop and see, not just hear anymore. We're going to see, he will show you. Uh, obviously, the, Lord, the, the first thing that comes to me is him delivering the Israelites out of Egypt. And what a mighty deliverance that was. You know, it, it, when I say see as well, you know, you'll find that he'll actually refer to scriptures as well. But there'll also be incidences in your life. You know, he did it yesterday. I was just sharing with, I think it was Jenny this morning about, uh, you know, somebody in my other prayer group who nearly had a, a fatal accident on, on one of the major um, highways. And the way the car spun and stopped, obviously Jehovah Mephalti was there. Anyway, um, I won't, I, I will almost stop here. There, there's some other names, there's the names I had, there's too much to, to do. Um, uh, yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll run on to this. I said, sometimes, you know, meditating on the names of God is a basis for evangelism. <laughs> um, Isaiah 40, verse 9, Amplified. It says, um, O Zion, herald of good news, get up on a high mountain. O Jerusalem, herald of good news, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, hear is your God. 
Okay, and that's saying without any, you know, um, no mincing of words, here is your God, you know. Um, give them the good news that God's come, God's come to save. And obviously in the New Testament, we hear John 12, 32 is Jesus. And I, if and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people unto myself. Okay, so his name, when we lift up the name of the Lord, he draws people unto himself. When he's lifted up, the nations begin to see him. The nations see him and he, he comes to save cities, he comes to save nations. Okay, and I, I just, um, I just, um, as I was doing this, this particular incident came to me, which is Paul. You know, when Paul went into Athens, you know, awesome. They were, you know, he was actually almost going to be um, beaten up and, and you know, um, killed probably. And he, he suddenly turned their worship of an, on, they had statues and everything. There was one they wrote to the unknown God. He said, ah, let me tell you who that unknown God is. <laughs> he turned it around. The unknown God be, got a name, and the name of the unknown God was Jesus. You know, he, 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 he lifted up the name of Jesus, and um, that was in Acts 17, and um, he turned people to begin to see Jesus as the unknown God, even in Athens. Okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to stop at, at this place, because um, <laughs> there's, um, I think we've um, got an idea of, you know, where the Lord was basically going, thank you, thank you, with, with this. And um, what he's saying is, meditate on my names. When you come across my name, meditate on it. Don't, don't rush over it, oh, I know that name. Stop, meditate, Lord, show me. Help me experience, help me see what you're saying about your name. Let it become a reality and you'll find that it becomes part of you. It, it is etched into you, it's you. It's, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm correct in saying um, that it makes, okay, the Lord has reminded me. Yeah, it makes you one with the Lord. Let me, okay, I'm going to. I was not going to do it, and the Lord was going to slap me. <laughs> not slap. It's not slap, literally. But um, when I finished writing it all, and I thought, okay, Lord, I'm not sure, but I've written this. Um, and I wrote it yesterday, and I felt I didn't have enough time, because normally I'd like to have a few days write it and all. And then he said, aren't you going to tell them about my name? I'm like, yeah, I've told them. He said, no, 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 no. The name you you like. I'm like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think I've mentioned it before, I'm not sure whether it was here on a Wednesday, that the first encounter with God I had with any member of the Trinity was the Father. It wasn't Jesus, it was the Father. And um, I know that it's, it's, it's my you know, um, what do you call it? It's, it's what guides me, what's, it's my foundation, and I needed it. So Abba, Father. Um, it's, it's, it's such a special name. Um, Maybe also because um, I had a father who didn't know the Lord. Um, I'd never heard father say, I love you. Didn't know what it was until not too long ago. And um, it, was after I, it was after someone had preached about the prodigal son. And um, I... Um, 
after we finished, I went, we, it was on a retreat, and I went back to the room by myself, and, and the Lord said, I want you to come. I want you to come to me. I struggled and struggled and struggled. It was hard because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't know, what do you mean come to you? And it's, it's funny. It's, I've had encounters. How will I put it? Um, he's actually the only one I've had this kind of encounter with where I can say, yeah, I didn't see his face, but I could touch him. And I struggled so much, but I did get there in the end till where I could climb onto his lap. And he held me, and um, that was when I realized he was Abba Father. It's my favorite name for God, um, followed by Jesus. <laughs> I have not had like one-on-one -on -one encounters with Jesus, but I've had many prophetic journeys with Jesus. I've, the one with Abba Father, I can, it's almost like it was, it, it wasn't like, it was real. With Jesus, I can say that there have been prophecies. He's like taken me here and taken me there, and we're going together and we're talking, but it, it was different. Um, and even as I was um, talking, even I was like, Lord, I don't want to go down here because I knew it, I would be a mess. But um, um, even when I was writing this, I, I went to John 11, 41, 42, where um, this was Lazarus. And, uh, and Jesus was praying for Lazarus to come out. And he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are here, I say this, that they may believe you sent me. And um, I don't know how I, I, I'll explain it, but I could so relate to what Jesus was saying. And he needed to show, he needed to show others that you can have a relationship with Father with Abba. You can. You can. I know many people it's Jesus, but you can, uh, you know, uh, on a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and he says that you, you may believe, that they may believe you sent me. And then the other scripture was when he was um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Gethsemane in Mark 14, 36, and he said, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. He called on, on Abba, but still was willing to do what Abba wanted. And that, that's always been so precious you know, that relationship that he and, and father had. Because Je Jesus would never do anything or say anything or go anywhere without Abba having asked him to do it or directing him to do it. And, and that's what it should be for us. And of course, the other Abba scripture is the Romans one, which gives you that identity. You are a child. Abba is your father. He is. That's why Jesus came. He came to reconcile us to Father. And, and Galatians 4, 6 is the Holy Spirit that gives you the enablement to say Abba to Father. So in Abba, even in, in reaching Abba, it, Jesus and the Holy Spirit have to be involved. You know, but then He's, he is Abba Father. He is. Um, 
you know, maybe, you know, maybe I turn to Mike and say, what's it like being a father? What, what feelings do you have for your kids? You know, what, how do you want to see them? How, what's the best you would love for your kids? And yet, Abba Father surpasses all of that. His love is just, just blows me away. And every time I'm like upset, I, I run back to my encounter with him and like, I'm coming, coming to sit on you. Um, so, um, All I can say is Abba loves you so much. Everything he has created, everything is because of us. And that's why, you know, we, we, I can't wait to say why. He's, he says, who is man? Even David said, who is man that you are so mindful of him? He, everything, Holy Spirit, Jesus, everything, it's all because Abba loves us. And, you know, that relationship it's priceless it's priceless um, I, his love is you know, when it says in John God is love he is, he certainly is he is um, I'm going to end it on a on a high note <laughs> Revelation 19.16 we can't love Abba without loving Jesus And on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name. King of kings, Lord of lords. What rejoicing it is going to be on that day when we finally, I'm not even saying when we die, when we, at the end, when we see him in his full regalia, in his full position, in his full place of honor, as King of kings and Lord of lords. He made it all possible. So, um, what do you see? King of kings. Lord of lords. How do you see him? What, you know, what glory? And you know what? I see Abba as like, yeah, Jesus, you, he, he'd stay in the background as, and, and let Jesus take the glory. Because that's who he is. Um, I want to pray. Abba, Father, thank you. Thank you for your amazing love, Lord. Thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for paying the price that we can have a relationship with you and call you Abba. And I pray, Lord, my prayer is that each one of us will pursue that relationship. It's available. You're just waiting for us to come. You're waiting for us to desire you as much as you desire us. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, that it's you. I pray that you would, you know, um, activate, you would inspire, you would remind, you would draw people into that place. Holy Spirit, as you did, you, you, you did it for me. And I know it was you, Holy Spirit, who brought me to that place. So I ask you to do it for each and every one of us here, that we would <laughs> sit on the lap of Abba Father, that we would fully understand that love, that amazing love. doesn't change, it's beautiful. And that we would, as it says in Malachi 3.16, that we would meditate on your names, that we would not just read but we would allow you to show us. We would allow you to give us the experience of that name through scripture or through you speaking, through you showing in any way that you desire. 
So we honor you in our midst, Abba Father. Jesus, thank you. Lord Jesus, thank you. We call you King of kings and Lord of lords. That's who you are. Indeed, you have earned a name that's above every other name. And we willingly bow our knee and call you Lord. So be honored, be glorified. And Holy Spirit, you, you do not like the limelight, but we honor you in our midst today. Even for this word today, I was writing it, couldn't have been me, it was you. You're the greatest teacher, the greatest helper, the one who shows us, the one who leads us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I remember Anne Billingham, she calls you Lord Holy Spirit. <laughs> and you're awesome. We thank you. We give you all the honor and the praise that you are due in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 